Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new Pennywise podcast from Lee Enterprises. I'm your host, Terry Barr. Happy to have joining us today. We're going to talk about savings and doing this in a whole new way at a whole new time. It is our friend Lisa Rowans from Forbes Advisor. And Lisa is the consumer finance expert there. Perfect person to talk to when we're talking about building an emergency savings. Lisa, hi, and thanks for being here. Hey, Terry, thanks so much for having me again. I know we wanted to talk about emergency savings now, but what if we go a little bit backwards and just sort of talk about what an emergency savings actually is and why the idea of it has changed, especially in the last year and a half? Yeah, that's a great place to start. An emergency fund is a savings fund that you can get to simply in the case of an emergency. What that emergency could be is totally up to you. It could be a job loss. It could be a flat tire. Maybe, you know, a kid needs a prescription that's not covered by insurance. You know, any of those items that you can't really fit into your regular budget, you have to plan for the unknown by putting aside money that is in a place where you're not tempted to spend it, but also that's accessible in the event that you do need it for something. Okay. The reason why we're thinking about it now is because we all have just been through, I hate to say it, but we have been through an unprecedented year. We are still you know, experiencing our second year of the pandemic. And a lot of people have found that what they thought they had ready for an emergency or what they thought they were saving or doing right may not have exactly been the case, or they may need to rethink what they're going to do in the future to make some better choices for their finances. So this is a great time to sort of take a reset, especially like we are um, almost hitting that back to school time of year, which I think is a great time to do any financial checks Mm -hmm. that you have a chance to do. So it's a good time to think about you know, what an emergency really is in your life and how you can better prepare for it. Okay. I know the um, amount or at least the, um, you know, where you wanted to hit was like the typical, can you save three to six months? That's not going to do it anymore. I think we learned that the hard way last year. What is it now? What should we be aiming for? That's the really tough thing is that it's hard to really quantify it. If you talk to a personal finance expert that is not in this room right now with us, they're probably going to tell you that you want at least three to six months of your bare bones must have expenses in a savings account ready to go. So that if you have, you know, a couple of months where your life is turned upside down, you have money to turn to. Now, after the pandemic, we're seeing that maybe you want to have longer than that. Maybe Mm -hmm. something could happen that is going to affect not only multiple members of your household, but multiple members for several months at a time. So I think a lot of people are wondering whether they can sort of um, accelerate their savings and sort of power it up to be ready for that worst case scenario. But I will tell you this, Terry, is that it's not just as easy as saying you need a certain amount. And and this is evident in a survey that we did at Forbes Advisor back in early May. And if you think back to early May, we were feeling a little bit more bullish, I think, about the economic recovery. It was before Delta and Lambda came along and whoever else is coming to this frat party. But we were thinking back on the the past year and we Mm -hmm. asked survey respondents how much they had saved for emergencies and how much they spent. And across the board, not many people had more than six months saved. We saw a lot Mm -hmm. of one to three months that they had saved Mm -hmm. a lot of three to six months that we had saved. But even when you looked at income differences, you didn't really see much, um, 
more than that. Um, and mm. now if you, if you ask people what they think should be practical for the future, for their savings, for their emergency savings fund, they're still saying maybe three to six, maybe one to three months. They're still not sure. And, and that really highlights how subjective it is for your own personal situation. For example, if you're someone who works in a very reliable industry, maybe you don't need as much of a cushion, but maybe if you're a gig worker or you are someone who um, deals with seasonal fluctuations in mm -hmm. your career, yeah. you know, you may want to have a bigger cushion. So it is very subjective. And that's why it's so hard to nail down that ideal range because not everyone is going to fit into that ideal. That's for sure. And boy, did we learn that the hard way in the last year. This has to um, upended what you do a little bit too, to sort of um, rethink what it means to have an emergency savings. What do you feel you're learning through this whole thing? It really brought to mind how much people are thinking about this and how yeah. they're thinking about getting by. Um, you know, we saw in the survey that we did uh, back in early May, I was really surprised at the amount of people who just exhausted their emergency funds completely. Mm -hmm. Right. So you had, so I, I wrote down some stats here because I wanted to yeah. make sure I remembered. So, um, 30% of people in our survey who had an emergency fund used every single penny. So, you know, take three, Ooh. three people out of 10 in a room and three of them have nothing in savings left. Mm -hmm. Uh, and 70% of people who started the pandemic with emergency savings used at least half. So we're coming out of this period in history that none of us could have planned for. Right. And a lot of us are really having to rebuild our finances from scratch. And so when I look at that situation, I can't exactly say to people, just automate all your savings, like pay yourself first, make sure you're putting money, every paycheck into a savings account. We still have between seven and 9 million people who are out of work. Mm -hmm. uh, we still have people who are waiting on things like rent relief, waiting to get their new expanded child tax credit payments. There's still a lot in flux for a lot of people. Uh, we're still rebuilding those financial foundations of just day-to-day -day life. So, you know, I'm not going to be the person who sits here and says to you, you need to automate your savings right now because <laughs> it's the only way you're going to get back on track. It's more complicated than that. Right. And if you're saying people burn through their savings, obviously, a lot of times when you're paying bills or paying whatever you need to to get by, you're starting with whatever you have maybe in a checking account or whatever. So it means a lot of people, as you said, are starting at zero. And we heard the new jobs report for this week, too, where only half as many jobs were created as thought. What do we do, Lisa? What can you pull out of this survey that we can learn from? Yeah, I, I think the first most important thing is the knowledge that this kind of savings account is important. You can't really fly by the seat of your pants anymore. No matter how confident you are in your family situation or your job or where you live, you know, you have to be prepared for that worst case scenario. When we um, looked at our survey results, half of people who, about half of people who weren't saving for emergencies said they were going to do it now because they, they saw the importance in it now. And I think that's across the board, whether you're just getting started or you're someone who you know, knows the importance of saving in your own life, but you want to be better at it. I think that is really being driven home for a lot of people. This was a tangible emergency. It is yes. an opportunity to 
get your finances together and mm-hmm. not to scold anyone, but just to, to take a look, take inventory and use this as a time to start over. Um, and look, a lot of people are starting from scratch and that's not fun. That's not easy, but mm-hmm. you have to start somewhere. Right. And, and this is going to be a clean slate for a lot of people. So how do we do it? Do you have some tips for people to get started? <laughs> we yes, need it I'm right going, now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with those people who are just getting started saving or are maybe in right. um, a tricky financial situation. So like I said before, start thinking through those potential scenarios where you might need money in an emergency. And keep in mind that an emergency is not um, what you might need what's called sinking funds for. Mm -hmm. So for example, I pay my car insurance twice a year and I know the big bill will come twice a year when it comes. It's not an emergency. I know that it's going to come. So I Ah. need to have like a kitty somewhere to be able to pay a bill like that. Right. That's not an emergency, although it may feel like it when I see the amount that comes in the bill. I like how you're (laughs) clarifying the difference, too. So thank you for that. And maybe does that mean I know now I'm going to go a little off topic here, but do you have separate accounts for separate things? And then you keep that emergency savings at something absolutely away from these other bills, you know, are coming like the one you just mentioned. You might, and it depends on your own personal preference. For me, I like to have my emergency fund in a dedicated fund that's just for emergencies. And then I have sort of like a odds and ends fund that I have that savings. I can always put something on a credit card and then immediately pay it back out of that fund. So it's really your own personal preference. If you feel comfortable seeing a higher balance in your savings account (laughs) or even in your checking, because that's where Mm -hmm. you're keeping a little bit of a cushion, that's fine as long as you know the parameters of your use for it. What other tips? So we get this started and that's like the biggest step, isn't it? How do you keep it going? Right. Once you've thought through those scenarios, you're probably thinking, oh no, I need to have a lot of money saved. You have to get that out of your head. What's most important when you're getting started or rejuvenating a savings account is to Mm -hmm. focus on the savings habit instead of a savings goal, a monetary goal. This is not about building up your account as fast as you can. This is going to take time. You have to accept that it's going to take time. There might be some stumbles as you're building up that balance. So focus on a weekly savings goal, maybe a daily savings goal if you want to break it down, but give yourself some very small milestones to get you started building that habit so you can start to snowball those actions and it will get easier to save as your finances get a little bit better. Okay. I believe it. And I can do it. So yes, <laughs> you can do it. And then and look, you can do it too. Yeah. Yes. And even if you're someone who has already been saving and you mm-hmm. feel pretty confident about your emergency savings, maybe you're someone who didn't lose a job over the pandemic, like yes, like knock on, you know, all the wood. Oh, I know. Um, Yeah. If you're in a good financial situation, that doesn't mean that you can just sort of earmuff it during this conversation. It's also important for you to take stock of your emergency saving. Look at how much you're saving versus, you know, maybe your income has gone up and maybe your expenses have gone up too. So maybe Mm -hmm. you should account for that. Do some calculations. And if you're someone who has a comfortable safety cushion, you might be able to reallocate some money. Uh, You might want to have one or $2,000 in a very easy to access savings account. So you can get to it in a day or so. That's probably not going to pay great interest, might pay no interest in this landscape. That's reality. You might be able to put like another part of your cushion in an account that might earn you a little bit of a better return. You can start to strategize once you're at that sort of expert level of emergency savings. So don't sweat that until you get to that point. Once you hit whatever that 
you know, three, six, nine, 12 months, whatever that goal is, that's Mm -hmm. when you can start to really strategize. Lisa, how important bottom line is an emergency savings? What have we really learned over this last year for people that either burned through it or didn't have it? How important is it to have what we call an emergency savings? The bottom line is that having anything in savings is better Mm -hmm. than nothing. And even if it's 20 bucks you have left after you, you know, pay all of your bills for the week and you're, you know, getting close to the next paycheck and you say, oh, I've got 20 bucks. I'm just going to hold on to it in case something happens. Like that's really important. And getting in that mindset of not fear, not, um, not fear mongering or a scarcity mindset, but, um, but, a, a mindset of abundance in the fact that you have five, $10 for something that crops up or a hundred or a thousand dollars for something that crops up. Mm -hmm. Just, it gives you such peace of mind at the end of the day, when you have any sort of a financial cushion for the unexpected that you owe it to yourself to work towards building that peace of mind over time. Oh, I cannot agree more. Anything else that we can learn or take away as you and I end our discussion today? Now, I think we covered a lot and I'm just going to say again, remember as you're building up your emergency savings, emergencies will come up. You'll have those little emergencies on the way. Um, You might have some big emergencies. Do not feel guilty about dipping into these funds. That's what they're there for. They're there for an emergency. They're there to help you stay out of debt when something big and bad happens. So just trust in yourself and trust your gut to use those funds when the time comes. I love that, Lisa Rowan. Thank you so much. Lisa, again, is the consumer finance expert at Forbes Advisor with some amazing things that we can take away, we can try. I know we can all do this. And uh, right now may be the most important to start it. If you have never started with an emergency savings account before, um, Lisa gave us some actionable tips to help us all get it going. Lisa, thank you so much. Thanks so much, Terry. I appreciate it. Yeah. And everybody else, goodbye. Thank you for listening to this Pennywise podcast. New episodes every Thursday. And good luck. We'll be here for you, whatever you need. Bye. I'm Terry Barr with Lee Enterprises.